0: Hello everyone, this is the Queen speaking live from the throne. I've got a couple of good things I would like to point out and there are a couple of uh, not so good things I have to talk about. This is an informational kind of bit for those who want to do interviews for my podcast. If you've already subscribed and you like the material you see in the podcast, Please let me know with an email that would be at denverqueen at gmx.com. And you can be one of the cool kids, like what Dominique and Dion did. I want to point those people out because they were cool and they sent me an email. That's what you guys need to do. Uh, as for the method of interviewing people, I was looking at a Mosin at large thing. It appears that Backpack Studio is making the interview feature a paid feature. It's going to be a paid feature for people. I don't know what I don't even know a price. But it's going to be on Backpack Live and it will be subscription by subscription and all that. And I don't want to do that. Do you know why? Because I have way too many things that are subscription based. I have way too many things that are subscription based. I have Walmart. I have We have Walmart, we have Amazon Prime, we have uh, streaming Apple One. We're already paying rent, cable and cell phone and cable meaning internet and other stuff. We're paying for rent, internet, all that stuff, all those big things in our budget. They don't allow us to add any more subscription fees to the budget. And I am gonna be forced to put a subscription thing on my podcast i don't even have enough views per episode to you know justify even such a thing so if you want to be on my podcast please download anchor i will send you a link and all you have to do is click it i'm going to send you that link via text message or if well it'll probably be text message so i am going to need a legitimate phone number that i can send you that link um but this is for you interviewees if you want to become a guest on my podcast you are gonna have to do anchor there is just not gonna be other choices that make any sense if any of you have any questions or feedback you'd like to provide regarding this thank you very much just send me an email at denverqueen at gmx.com Also, a website update on Trenton's end. TrentonMatthews.com is now a Gemini space. He went from Gopher to Gemini. And I don't know exactly what he's going to do with all the Sunrealm stuff. But we are looking at some things. He's going to buy some dot crypto sites. So he can keep them forever and not have to worry about Namecheap. In case something happens with Namecheap. I'm also going to talk about um in this episode I'm going to move on later but in other bits during this week this is going to be the season finale by the way for season 3 and we're going to talk we're going to talk accessibility I'll be doing collaborations over the summer so stay tuned and watch for those uh there'll be some talk of mental health awareness You're also gonna hear about suicide prevention and how how to guess that your loved one, how to know that your loved one is about to commit suicide. There is one symptom that's kind of shocking to me, and it's, well, besides all the classical textbook symptoms of depression, you will notice that your loved one is giving all their favorite possessions away. And that's kind of shocking. Anyway, welcome to the throne room. Let's get started. Um, Your introduction, I'm gonna work a little harder on that intro. I really need to find out what clicks. So if you hear some different words in the intro, don't worry. All right, welcome to the throne room. Well, everyone this is going to be quite an interesting thing to talk about. I have received many complaints over the month about me and it hasn't really been easy to fight through it all. It's exhausting. And today for mental health awareness, I'm gonna talk a little bit about why it's important that people consult a therapist and do self-care when appropriate. It ain't just about me, man. There are kids who are as young as four and six getting depression. Why is that? There was one kid I remember reading an article about who had preschool depression. And when her mom, when their mom said, we're going to Disney World, The kid said something interesting. Mickey lies. Dreams don't come true. What does that say? When a kid is telling you that Mickey lies and that dreams don't come true? Obviously there's something going on in the brain. Therapy is the best way to get rid of or overcome or I don't know if there's any way that anybody could get rid of depression but depression is layer upon layer of things. 95% of mental health patients are the victims rather than the perps of crime. Please, please get that through your thick skulls, people. I knew a world-class runner. I wrote about this in my blog, so go check it out, but If anybody remembers Mike Dingus, he was a world-class runner. He had schizophrenic symptoms. Okay. The guy was in an Institute for like, well, years. Then he moves to a different facility after which he's out getting cigarettes at a convenience store and some butthead runs him over. What does that say about our culture in terms of the mental health community? we can do better we will do better Mike Dingus is hardly the only victim of mental health related hate crime or vehicular homicide in terms of mental health also I'd like to give a shout out to my friends in the um, API community we call it the Asian Pacific Islander community So if you're Asian or Pacific Islander and you've experienced a hate crime, make sure you talk to someone you trust or the authorities. And I know that sometimes it's hard, but I've got Asian American friends and all of that. Oh, big announcement for the finale of season three. I think I learned I learned a lot that season three was, well, at least we had the Dance Marathon Special Edition. I may be doing a bonus episode. Who knows? Looks like someone's calling me and I'm gonna have to... Wait. Um, I'm sitting in the throne room right now, but big change is coming up next. Hi everybody, welcome to the throne room with Beth Rossi. I'm not on the throne, but I'm gonna be sitting in the living room for a while. Um, Our door is broken. Loverly, the door is broken. And people have to let people in themselves. I hope that the Walmart guy has no problem with the door. But I'll just watch him open the door. Um, we did have a Grubhub dude that did not speak English, or so he thinks. He didn't speak too bad English, but could be a little better. It's okay, I mean, anyway, I'd like to give you guys a taste of the things that I use, and on a daily basis, and I'm going to talk about the reviews. Thank you. But I'm basically going to review products that I use on a daily basis that help me so I can help you. I want to be all about you guys, and because I'm all about making sure the listeners don't get driven away, I'm going to try not to cover so much, you know news. Except when the news does affect this podcast. Duh. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is Walmart Plus. I know. It's all the rage. What is Walmart Plus anyway? Think of it as your Amazon Prime for Walmart people. That's what I think. It's so weird because like Amazon Prime we've had that for years ever since like me and Trenton decided to get on Prime. It's been wonderful We love Amazon Prime except for one thing the people don't knock on my freaking door and That's the that's my biggest pet peeve when people say oh I left your stuff at the door Without even telling me in a way that I can figure you out That isn't really the case with the Walmart Plus drivers. I love the drivers, they've been great. They come over and they put the groceries right inside your apartment if you ask them. You can be the coolest person on the block and they still like you anyway. You can be the weirdest one with the Nest hairdo on top of your head and they wouldn't care. They go in and do their work. Now, of course, I also think That Walmart Plus is cool because you can get unlimited delivery and there's no delivery minimum. Now with Fresh and other places, you have to put in a minimum. I try to at least do nine bucks worth of stuff. I try to do nine bucks worth of stuff. And there's a reason why I do that. Because... Three bucks is three bucks, and it's not even enough. The other good thing about Walmart is Walmart Plus, like Fresh, will take food stamps. But unlike Plus, Fresh takes much longer to get the groceries here. They come from a warehouse, whereas Plus Delivery, the Walmart Plus, we will deliver it right from the local store to your door. Now isn't that awesome, or what? That is the most awesome thing I have ever had happen. We subscribe to Walmart Plus, and we swear we're not gonna, I swear I'm not gonna blow my money on GoPuff and other stuff but I've got plenty of things that won't take food stamps Schwans, if you order from them you usually get the food within a week and though the Schwann's man is a very handsome dude I'm not gonna lie I've had some great Schwans people and they've come here but it's the time and basically like with Schwans you have to pay a tip and a delivery fee, and you have an order minimum. A Lot of these places have an order minimum. I've got recommendations for competitors here. If you're gonna try to beat Walmart at their own game, here's a few things I would do. One, make sure you do not make your consumers or the people using your services do a delivery minimum. If you do, if you do, it's going to scare them away. Two, ordering online is great, but make sure your websites are accessible. I'm talking to you, DoorDash. Three, if you're going to do tips and delivery fees, don't make them dependent on how much food somebody gets. In fact, forget the tipping at all. In some countries, if you're gonna be a worldwide work, no tipping. There's a reason why I'm against tipping. I know that some of you might be like, but that's how I live. Of course you need the money for tipping. Of course you need money to live and food and all that good stuff. But let's face it, tips are racist. You can give somebody white a high tip, but then somebody black and brown might not get the tip. In fact, tipping came from a slave state history. I mean, people threw money at black people when they were working and doing various slave chores. But the money all went to the master. That's sad, and that's part of the history of tipping. And because I know what kind of the roots that tipping has, I wish we'd stop tipping our waitresses and just give them what they're worth. And I think a lot of the waitresses are essential and should be given more worth than that. But with all these delivery services requiring tips, it's also a bit—it's also a boon on low income people. The good thing about Walmart is You can use your EBT food stamps in a bunch of different states. Colorado is one of the states where you can do EBT food at Walmart online. And I'll tell you how I did exactly one of my orders, especially the one today. What I did was when it said pin entry, you press OK. But here's the kicker. It likes to shuffle the numbers around. While I understand this is a security thing, it might pose a problem for those motor-enhanced, or should I say motor-impaired people, who don't know where each of the numbers is on a screen. And even some blind people might find it annoying that you have to swipe or explore the numbers, some people do not have hands that work like that, and that's not a bad thing to want security, but but the big thing is you really should think about your customers. Who is likely to use a delivery service like this? Answer, people with motor difficulties people with homebound conditions, disabilities, and the like. Although I will say it is a very minor problem. It's a minor problem, and I think people can work with it. I will say the Walmart delivery app is extremely accessible, fully workable with voiceover, and I think I don't think Trenton has reviewed it on Android yet, but I am going to say this, if you're an Apple user, yeah, but the Android versions of apps aren't always 100% accessible. Neither are the iPhone ones. I'm an Apple person, so I use like a lot of voiceover and stuff, but yeah, anyway. Um, what do I rate Walmart plus well the service is actually very friendly I don't even know if the Walton Family Foundation is listening to this but the service is relatively very friendly over here in Denver you might get different service from state to state I've seen reviews of it from different people but my mother-in-law loves this service and she begged me to get on. So I jumped on the bandwagon and that's why we're on. And the other thing is, you can also get free shipping and free delivery on everything at walmart.com. So when you do household items, you basically, you, you use the pickup delivery thing With the household items, of course, they're not eligible for food stamps, but free delivery. Walmart plus is offering free delivery. And there's nothing wrong with a small tip if you really feel like it. But I would totally want to tip my driver, except it's going to be, like I said, a boon to my wallet. And these guys are amazing. They should be getting paid more for what they're worth. And I think everybody should get paid what they are worth. And if people learn the the good sense and character and stuff, there will be no problem paying them $15. Anyway, what's my verdict on Walmart plus I say for $13 a month, I'm going to give this thing five stars. But I'm also going to caution, if you do have any problems with the shuffle the numbers game it does on the little food stamps thing, just give me a holler. Let me know what you guys think of Walmart Plus in an email, or you can send me a little one minute audio on Anchor. And shoot, I have to send one to Aaron because he's going to... I'm going to have Aaron Richmond come on to my podcast and talk a little bit about the things he wants to educate people about. And I think it's fun. I love talking to people about things the news won't cover, but thankfully Denver 7 has covered something that I've been dying to cover forever. Anyway, um, so Walmart Plus is a five-star rating. And I'm definitely going to say, I'll give it the big Beth Tarasi seal of approval. Now, this is something that I would do for something that's good. And I remember watching this consumer thing with uh, Michelle Meredith was the news reporter over in Florida. And she did this thing where she would do, oh, she'd do everything. Eat, drink, and be wary was one of my favorite things she did. Because everybody had the same darn problem. The nasty german cockroaches would get into the restaurants but then there are times when michelle was happy to review a product such as a hair braider which she said big fat question mark or she cleaned her entire house on wesh 2 news and she did this review of the swiffer she said it's got the big michelle meredith seal of approval I'm gonna steal that idea because I absolutely love it and but if I if you want a good delivery service and you live in an area that provides all this stuff then Walmart plus is your thing Walmart plus is for you and I would give it the big Beth Tarasi seal of approval this is definitely going to get the Denver Queen slash Beth Taurasi seal of approval because Of all the things I mentioned earlier. And I also think it's going to be a really good thing. Especially when you're in a pinch and you're like, Oh crap, I ran out of Gatorade. I ran out of toilet paper. Although Amazon has its advantages. Where you can buy like a big bulky box of friggin... We have like a ton of toilet paper left. But that's basically it. Um... Thanks, all of you, for listening to Beth's Consumer Review of the Week. Here's a bit of a thing that I want to talk about for Season 4. Season 3, Episode 12 is, by the way, a finale. We're floating to day's end we're floating around and about ready to come to shore and we will shoreline season three but i want to give you an idea of what i plan to do for season four and one of those things is reviewing things that we all like and this month summer brings hot hot leads to sweaty bodies everywhere and sweaty bodies everywhere leads to I'm so thirsty no not for blood vampires calm down um I'm gonna talk about drinks all of July and June there will be, it's a mini season season 4 will be your summer mini season and we'll talk about drink reviews Um, I'm going to talk about in-home drink reviews unless you ask me to do something with a restaurant cocktail or something I will not tolerate hate of certain drinks, the things I review unless you want to be honest with me about it Let's start at the beginning, though. I want to talk about root beer. How many of you like root beer? Root beer has actually been a staple in my childhood. I drank a lot of it in my childhood. My dad used to put ice cream in it and make a float out of it in the blender. mm -mm -mm. You don't even need a blender to make a float, but which root beer do you think my father might have used to make those floats? I'm going to talk about the root beers and the way they taste. Let's start with A&W. A&W root beer might be just the root beer for your float because it tastes a bit bitter. A&W has that root taste. Emphasizing the root in root beer. Okay? So that is definitely also good for a standalone drink if you don't really want added too much added sugar. Bark's on the other hand has more sugar. You can kind of taste it, like if you really got your taste feelers on, if you have your taste buds turned on, you will notice that Barks is a bit sweeter. And it might get way too sweet if you add the vanilla ice cream, which that's the root beer float you'll always have. Ever. We love root beer, especially me. Trenton wishes he had mug root beer, but I couldn't even get that stuff at Walmart. It's like, what? Also, I am um very happy to report. I will also, I'm thinking about reviewing different orange sodas because Trenton loves his crush, but I'm also going to try and get a bottle of Crush and a bottle of Fanta. The Crush will come from Walmart. The Fanta Orange, same place. I might actually get Crush and Fanta and I'm gonna like put them in different cups and compare them before I do this, the kind of review that I'm doing right now. Anyway, the root beers are very good. What is good for a solid drink though? I think the Barks. If you're a sugar person and you love your sugar, you want a throwback. Barks is just the ticket for you. But if you're gonna make a float, I think A&W is perfect for a float. If you want to go on a sugar rush, Barks plus vanilla ice cream will do. Fine. When I tasted a and I noticed the bitter root taste, but it's like this. A&W basically says it's more the root, the emphasis on the word root more than beer. But the barks is the emphasis on the beer more than the root part of the root beer. If you guys liked what you heard here on this podcast, please give me a like on Facebook. You can follow my personal Twitter and Facebooks provided you've been behaving yourself. And I believe we're going to make a change to the um, URL for the main podcast. So I'm going to have the podcast will have its own separate page. Um... If you're hearing this, I hope it's on one of the other podcast distributors and all that kind of thing. Um, I'm on Apple. I'm on just about every podcast thing you can name except for Stitcher. Nah, I never thought I wanted to be on Stitcher anyway. <laughs> um, please go to the Anchor distribution page and learn how you can subscribe to the Anchor podcast, The Throne Room with Beth Rossi. You can also get onto my podcast. The email is posted up on my Facebook timeline. I'm also gonna let you like my page. If you liked my page, if you got an invite to like my page, please feel free to like. We're gonna do more of these like summer cocktail and drink reviews. Please, I want you the listeners to be responsible for what drink you want me to review. This is a, um, the root beer review I just did is dedicated to my buddy, Vicki. Thank you for liking the page in advance, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, and, uh, me again. Yeah, just... (laughs) You're ordinary me again. I would like to let you guys know that I'm going to do a movie review. This is kind of a preview of what you'll see in season four, which, by the way, is going to be a mini season because of summer. My next season after that will probably air in September. Um... I want to let you guys know that I will be doing some book and movie reviews, but I'm going to start reviewing, for example, Home Alone 1 and 2. Those are really great movies for the holidays, and I'm just going to talk about those for a second. Now first of all, for Home Alone 1 and 2. These are reminders about parenting. Mostly reminders about parenting and such. And reminders for uh, y'all kids out there. So feel free to listen. Let's go. For Home Alone 1, public service announcement number one, don't leave your child at home by himself under the age of 10, 12, 14. Not unless you have an emergency preparedness guide number one feel free to put microwave dinners in the in the freezer those have always served me well when i was left home alone by my own parents number two always always use an alarm system in home alone one and two you have the robbers harry and marv they always want to rob all the houses on the street and they were like oh i want that house i want that house them burglars would be more deterred not so much by little Kevin and his this is my house and I have to defend it I'm talking about um like a dog or you could even forget the dog but you could put like a like a like an intimidating looking dog dish and you could put like a really intimidating looking dog name like Killer or Brutus on the side That'll stop them. And you could put one of those fancy signs we saw driving down the road in Florida. And it says, beware of bad dog and hot lit. What does hot lit mean? I'm talking about a gun, right? So maybe that'll stop the burglars from coming onto the property. And if you do really have a bad dog, here's another tip. You could also put one of them little, um, you know, motion sensors so that when the burglar is walking into your gate, they hear whoa, 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 barking dogs. And they're like, does she have a dog? <laughs> Public service announcement number three. Do not let your child, age eight or under, order pizza on his own without first reviewing the guidelines for being respectful to your delivery drivers. Spoilers are in effect right now. At this point, I'm going to say spoiler in effect, so just be careful. If you have watched Home Alone 1, I understand. But if you have not, please, please, please listen carefully. In the movie, Kevin decided to play a trick on the delivery drivers because he kind of didn't like what they did. And he was a cheeky little boy anyway. So... He goes and plays a tricks on plays tricks on the delivery drivers like this. He used the angels with filthy souls, and you'll hear this throughout the movie. You'll hear the angels with filthy souls thing. It's actually a parody of another mafia movie. I forget which one it was, but man, oh man, that was fun. I love that freaking thing. I know it looked funny on the outside, but for your children. Don't let them do what Kevin did to the delivery dude. Okay? So here's how to respect your delivery dude. When he delivers your ice cream first, or your pizza, first open the door and take the freaking snack from the front door. Not the back doggy door. Unless you want the dog to snatch it away from you. Secondly, Reach your hand out and gently grab the bag and say, "Hi, how you doing? What's up? Thank you so much for bringing this food. I do it all the time. Trust me. I have DoorDash, GoPuff, and blah 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 blah. I have plenty of times that I can sit down and respect my delivery drivers. And if it is possible, one of these days, you will want to give your delivery driver a very reasonable tip, if applicable." in your country or region or in your situation as well. I don't do the whole tipping thing when it comes to like food stamps and Walmart and that. But I I basically um, need to make sure that um, the pizza guy gets his regular due. But if it's like Domino's Pizza, they now have apps. Now imagine Kevin trying to order pizza in 2021. Kevin would have to order the pizza and oh, I wouldn't have recommended using that stupid video. But yeah. And here's another public service announcement, a bonus for all of us. Remember the following rules when when dealing with burglars that break into your house. In reality, a burglar might have a gun. What you want to make sure of is that there is a re- there is a remote ringing device, such as like your ring doorbell. We're lucky that in 2021, we have these doorbells. We have a network of cameras that can track burglars coming into your home. I wonder how, Mar- how Harry and Marv might have fared in 2021. Well, let's see. <laughs> This is a weird idea on how to review Home Alone. But let's be real. I know Kevin wants his family for Christmas and that's fine. But what about a house that didn't get broke into? That's another blessing that Kevin could ask for. But in Home Alone, I really liked how Kevin was naturally able to defend burglars from coming into the home, like fend off burglars. That's what I'm saying. He was naturally able to defend himself from the burglars coming into the home. Sorry, guys. I messed up. (laughs) My brain's been foggy over the last two weeks. But yeah. Burglars are dangerous. In reality, some might come in with a gun. Home invasions often happen late at night, which... For Home Alone, that one happened at a nine o'clock. I would say Central, so that would be like eight o'clock mountain. Nine o'clock Central is about where Chicago would be. Chicago is amazing, by the way. I I went through there. Oh Lord, I wish I could have ridden the trains. I could have done a hell of a lot more in Chicago. Oh dear, that's where Home Alone takes place. Um. But Home Alone is one of those movies that reminds us that burglars are stupid. They can be stupid. Now, here's how to fend your house off from burglars. First, make sure you have a good security system on you. Whether it's ring doorbell, which will track the burglars' movements by camera on your door you could of course end up with a guy licking your camera but that's rare and that's one of the dumbest things you can do as a criminal is uh lick the camera or a person in general i don't want somebody licking my door ew gross also you need to have deterrents and cameras all around your house Uh, My buddy Amy in Greeley has this. She's had things stolen from her house. And she's got a wolf brother named Luke and an Artemis. The princess kitty. Yep, she's got a cat and a dog. The dog, uh, he's an intelligent German shepherd. I swear, I love shepherds. Shepherds are pretty cool, and I'll talk about that in a later episode, because, you know, dog breeds, we do need to discuss that, don't we? (laughs) Well, at least, the thing is that Kevin didn't even have a dog, but he did have nails. He had his whole house booby-trapped. Now, that's one primitive way of getting rid of burglars, but there's something else you need to know. Loud noises will scare anybody. Even me. (laughs) So if you're going to get your house burglar proofed, make sure you have something that will emit a loud noise, like an alarm. The alarm system should come with Ring, or you might use like Xfinity Alarm, Xfinity Home, so you can have like a camera in and outside your home, you can have like Nest Cams, and there's all kinds of ways you can protect your home nowadays. And I'm not saying Kevin's way was any good. It was good for the times. I mean, if you look at the beginning of the movie, they were like, oh, we have locks on our doors and timers on our lights. I mean, what else can people do these days? John Hurt, bless my soul. John Hurt, bless your soul. May God rest, and may God rest your soul, you know, but we can do a hell of a lot more today than you could ever do in 1990. So, 30 years ago, they didn't have ring doorbells and all kinds of ways you could defend yourself and all of that crap. Today, I'm proud to say that Home Alone is right here with us. Of course, Home Alone, the, the second Home Alone movie I want to talk about, here's a few public service things and spoilers in effect as well. Number one, don't let your child talk to Donald Trump. Whether he's in New York, New Jersey, or wherever. Number two, make sure you have your plane tickets and boarding passes in order. If your child is on the wrong flight, make an effort to find them. Number three, don't let your child spend your credit card or steal your luggage or what have yous. Make sure you have payment limits on your child's spending. And number four, make sure that you're all in the same hotel. And number five, make sure that when your child catches the wet bandits, they get properly rewarded. With a lot of praise and a lot of, you did a great thing. And not this whole fuckamania of, excuse me, but buzz, buzz, buzz. I can't stand Buzz. Oh, when he sits there and he's like, Kevin, what did you do to my room? In the first film. And in the second, it's, You got $16,000 in room service? Well, what were you expecting, Peter McAllister? You fucked up. Excuse my language, but you fucked up. You didn't even bother to give your child back that tiger tape recorder thingy. You didn't even bother to give your child the batteries for that mother-you-know-what. And... Donald Trump, stay away from Kevin McAllister. You can give him directions, but please, get out of my... Now, I'm not trying to make this a political issue, but... The Donald Trump cameo for back in the day was okay, but today... It wouldn't fly. I mean, anyway... I'm not exactly Home Alone myself. I enjoy things when I am Home Alone, but I wouldn't do it in my parents' home. For the reasons I specify about the cameras and all that, but... If you're looking for a good holiday movie, I warn you that Home Alone did receive a bad Rotten Tomatoes rating, but guys, please don't pay... pay, Do not pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes. This is the biggest public service announcement I'll ever say, but do not pay attention to rotten tomatoes because it's nothing but rotten tomatoes, honey. Anyway, yeah, thank you so much for letting me preview what you will hear. I may do other things like this during the holidays and I will perhaps play this thing for myself to make sure I did everything right, but, um, I do want to review more classic holiday movies in December, but this is only a preview of what you're going to hear in season fours, five, six, and so on. Thank you all. And if you like what you heard, please like and subscribe to my podcast. I'm working on the Patreon details, but don't worry, huns. Don't worry, my beloved people. I will be right back. This week's social justice moment, I'd like to talk about white privilege and sex offenders and all that fun stuff. There was a story that broke in The Gambit, which is a uh, news outlet in Ruston, Louisiana. This will be especially good for my blind buddies out there who are still reeling from whatever the hell this news story covered, and I'm about to talk about it. 25-year-old Michael Osmond was arrested, thank God, in Ruston, Louisiana, for a crime of molesting a little girl when she was like 16 or 17 or so. He was accused of molesting a juvenile or person with physical or mental disability. I think that's what the charge was. I read the story and I want to say that I'm very proud of the way this reporter is covering it. Kaylee Poche is being honest. She's not putting weird embellishments into a news story like this. The Gambit is a news outlet in Louisiana that covers Baton Rouge and frickin' uh, New Orleans places around louisiana this is a state outlet it's a little newspaper i don't know how many of you know about this but i i know a lot now that is to say i hope this is a justice moment for the blind community i've been hurt one too many times and blind men have also tried to hurt me and accuse me of sexual harassment and other crap So to see Michael Osman's arrest and the mugshot, it's a relief for everybody. And it's not just LCB students. I also think it is a relief for CCB students as well. If you have gone to the Colorado Center for the Blind, honestly, I don't even know if I want to do any association with the Colorado Center for the Blind, or any Center for the Blind, or even the NFB, because... They might have mishandled the Michael Osmond case. But let me just say what will happen to Michael from now on. Now, he's going to need to spend time in a jail. Of course. That's a given. When you molest a teenager, your privacy goes out the window. And for Michael, that is especially true. He will have to go to a jail with sanitary living conditions. I don't know if that's possible in Louisiana, but uh, we'll just have to see. Currently, as far as the prisoner rights thing goes, um, I understand that the United States has an incarceration issue. The thing is, Michael has been doggedly trying to avoid talking about... I molested the girl and I did this, that's the first thing he's gonna have to do to himself. He's gonna have to say nothing more about the lawyer, it's him. He has to battle his problem, but the first step to any recovering addict or even a sex offender becoming a more whole human being is they have to admit their problem. I've seen this happen many times in a rehab setting in Florida where there were like a lot of substance abuse people, and substance abuse is basically a big thing in a lot of places now. I mean, the big topic is addiction. But for Michael, he doesn't have a sex addiction. What he did was wrong. He needs to admit to what he did being wrong no no more of this talk to my lawyer bullcrap okay from what Kaylee Poche said from what Poche said in the story he has been avoiding the investigator and then they basically put they put up a warrant for his arrest because he would not talk it was all about the lawyer he lawyered up that was pretty quick yeah That's a sign the dude did something wrong. While he's in jail, Michael is going to have to engage in a lot of things to prove that he's either... Well, he is accountable for this, okay? I'm not saying he isn't. But he needs to prove that he can do certain things in a community that may not want to see him anymore. Michael should not be released back into a full membership of the NFB. He should never be released into a community of families and children that may decry his presence. There are many sex offender laws. He may have to register as an RSO, very, very much so. Not only is he gonna have to register as an RSO, This guy will have the most difficult life ahead of him. Watch this. He is not gonna be able to live within a certain number of miles, feet, a radius will be put around every daycare, school, and so on. But there is indeed hope for Michael and his victim as well. His victim will no longer need to see him again, duh. But Michael, let's just say that if he admits his problems and wrongdoings and engages in groups and dialogue with other sex offender males, he may indeed evade touching kids again. He may yet be able to live in the community with restrictions, but... I think those restrictions are pretty damn reasonable, if you ask me. In Florida, where I came from, the Jessica Lunsford Law applies to all sex offenders living in that state. Now, I want to thank guys like Mark Lunsford, who was Jessica's dad, for coming out and talking about sex offenses and so on. Of course, What we need to understand, though, is that there are certain treatments that do not work for sex offenders. One of those treatments is law in Alabama. Had Michael been caught in Alabama, he would have had to undergo chemical castration. Oops, Kay Ivy does not know her brain science. Chemical castration is not a valid thing. Chemical castration does not work on approximately, I would say, 95% of sex offenders. Sex offenses are purely psychological and physical, but not chemical. Because what Michael did was a psychological tear-up of a victim. It involved his physical body, so it's physical, okay? You can't chemically castrate Michael and expect him not to have sexual feelings anymore. He'll, he'll rebel against that and then he'll turn around and put more things in his body that'll make him more aroused. Longer. I have extensive knowledge of all this because I was forced to take on that extensive knowledge. Michael is hardly the only man in the blind community who can mess around with minors and say, I didn't do it. I was abused myself by a man named Rico Guerra. And his name appears, Ricardo Guerra's name appears in several different legal documents that talking about like getting a restraining order on him. Rico has not understood, nor does he care to understand the prolonged effects that the sex abuse had on me. Now thankfully, the victim of Michael Osmond, her mom is much more supportive. She gives a damn about her surviving daughter, her daughter survivor she gives a damn about the response that she exudes. Parents, if your child is abused by a sex offender, if your child is abused by anyone for that matter, and they don't want to take responsibility for their actions, do not under any circumstances blame the victim. It is not the victim's fault that Michael assaulted her. It is no victim's fault that someone assaults them. It is not the victim's fault. However, when you respond inappropriately through certain actions and or channels, you're putting a victim blaming on the victim. For example, when your friends or other blind adults in the community start calling the victim things like sexy little temptress, slut, shaming whore and all this stuff that makes the victim feel very bad and that makes her recovery that much harder for non-binary folks being assaulted is even double the problem it's a problem for the victims always a problem for the victims the victims who endure these assaults are called slut and other pejorative terms, like temptress, etc., to keep them apart from the community. I was called spoiled. Ever since the sex abuse, I was also reported on by Daytona rehab people. But then Colorado scaled back my, or tried to scale back my program. I had to argue with Julie a couple times. And I had to do frequent check ins with her and I had to see a counselor who really wasn't really wasn't I don't want to say that this guy wasn't great but the counselor was the only one for CCB students and I couldn't afford it on my own because I didn't have the money so what does the Colorado Center for the Blind do they go ahead and give me a damn scholarship. This young girl that Michael molested is going to have to endure traumatic name-calling, toxic crap. It is not her fault that the guy molested her. It's not her fault. Let's get that through our heads right now. It is not the victim's fault. When you respond, however, by placing a guardianship on your victim, that is also a big problem guardianship strips the victim of all rights to medical social and other such aspects of humanity thankfully the mother of the victim did not do something like this however my mom and dad did and they blamed me and blamed me fully for exchanging large sums of money with Rico for having sex with Rico and other problematic things. I'm sure my parents probably even said that I was a temptress and that I was not to take initiative. There was even gender abuse before the Rico incident happened. It all starts at home and it all starts with the victim or potential victim as baby if the victim is a three-year-old girl and she's being called names like this that has to stop in the blindness community it is particularly of paramount importance it is particularly paramount that we start to not blame victims the blind community also needs to understand there are no temptresses in the room nobody is a slut. There is none of that. The slut walks that people are doing frequently to make awareness among the people of the word slut and its implications on victims also applies to the blind. Now, let's see if I can get off my soapbox and talk about what Michael is going to endure. Now, the victim His victim is already traumatized and she's going to have to endure a lot. The only way this is going to stop is that the community starts supporting her. They need to keep her away from her attacker. They need to step in and say, we're sorry this happened. I think the LCB should pay this girl up to $150,000 a month now. Don't tell her she needs to get a job. What? They're going to tell her that she could get a job at a bar. Some guy might make comments about, yeah, I want to eat her, da-da-da. That happened to another friend of mine. I won't mention her name just in case she doesn't want it there. But there was a girl in Virginia who said, oh, but the president of the NFB said this and da-da-da-da. She tells a very compelling survivor story. I'm only going to say that her name her name indicates that it's her turn to talk. Women are going to talk. And for those of you who are wondering, I am very much in support of the NFB Marching Together movement because there's just been a lot of toxicity within my own disabled community that needs to quit. When I ask for healthy living conditions, I'm not spoiled when I ask for no sex offense I'm also spoiled that is how the blind community views me and that has to stop I'm not spoiled if I'm asking for simple favors like you know living arrangements have to be sanitary I want the washer dryer in the unit and the only reason why I said that is because this The way the building is set up, you have to do the communal laundromat thing. And there are no machines that work in some weeks, months that we've used the laundromat. My awesome caregiver has had to steal and beg for washers and dryers because my clothing has to be washed at least. I need clothing that will support me through. And I've got this thing to do today, which is, um, it's a kickoff and we're doing race work at the church. So as of this recording, I will have done some various things at my church. They're doing a race work workshop, which is really cool. And you got to register and all that, but I'm going to be talking to folks like there's this community minister called Ruth and she's really cool there's a bunch of neat pe- neat people and I wanna say this church has been more open they don't blame victims they don't say that women are temptresses they don't call me a whore for being with the guy I like which is a big insult to women everywhere (sighs) now What will justice look like for Michael? Yes, he's gonna have to spend time in a prison, followed by probation, in which Michael will have to spend a lot of money treating his ass for sex offense. It's not gonna look good for Michael if he has to be on SSI and all of it goes to his treatment. We don't know what the justice will actually look like in Louisiana, but I do know this much about Louisiana law. If a dangerous sex offender moves into a certain neighborhood, they, the sex offender, has to provide a poster. And it's like, what is it, like two mile radius for rural areas and within three feet or a few streets, there's a certain radius that Michael has to distribute these freaking posters. He will have to put something like sex offender on the posters. The other things for Michael that are going to be quite difficult are these. Once he leaves jail and starts his probationary period, it'll likely be six to eight, maybe even ten years probation. I would say about maybe a few years prison sentence. But the... The the treatment is gonna involve this. He's gonna have to put a stop sign in his window. Sex offender residence, it will say. I have talked to several friends who told me that sex offenders are not allowed to participate in Halloween. So, for Michael, poor Michael. I'm saying this kind of sarcastically. But he's gonna have to have his lights out for Halloween. And the Department of Corrections may go around checking things out. Denver does this and many more things. Thank you all for letting me get on my social justice soapbox. You're going to see a shorter social justice thing each week. I kind of want to focus more on the other stuff. But the social justice moment is going to be about various topics that are not covered on national and international news. So for instance, the Michael Osman case is not covered by Fox, NBC, ABC, and so on. But I want to thank Kaylee Poche and The Gambit for doing a wonderful job of covering this. And Louisiana local outlets might cover it. But I'm going to pick this story up because there are not just sex offenders blind in Louisiana. Sex offenders have disabilities don't have disabilities and they come in many shapes and colors all over the world. And it all depends on the cultural response. What the sex offender does gets whatever and the victim If you like what you heard, please feel free to like the page, the fan page. Um, I'm going to look for some more social justice things. Apple news is a great source of social justice stuff. They've got like social issues and I'm not going to talk about the super like big social issues, but we need to talk about issues from the lens of a disability justice person. When Michael does his sex offender treatment, I think it's disability justice. Because abusing disabled people while you're disabled yourself is wrong. Thank you all very much. And if you have any feedback you want to submit for the podcast, please email me at denverqueen at gmx.com. The email will be on the constructed main site. I will tell you what that main site is when we construct it, but we're constructing it already. So it's under construction. Thank you all very much and have a great day.
1: Hey, you, you listening. (laughs) If you haven't checked out the all new URL for the podcast, this one, the one that you're hearing right now, yeah, that one. <laughs> podcast.denverqueen.com. And I, I will. Wow. Yes, kitty. Again. podcast.denverqueen.com.
0: Podcast. <laughs>
1: and 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 mm? it'll it'll be its own website soon. But for now, but for now, it it redirects to the anchor one. You know, the podcast you're hearing right now, as I said earlier, like like 30 seconds earlier
0: and the kitty is being weird as no usual. i'm not being weird of course you're just being so weird i love you so much
1: <laughs> so once again podcast at neverqueen.com and uh you all have a lovely after morning because why say afternoon or evening it may not be evening in your area it may be morning so we'll just say after morning
0: Thank you very much for Trenton and his awesomeness. <laughs> that's right. I am going to be revamping the website for the podcast. It'll be known as podcast.denverqueen.com. There you will soon be finding everything from the anchor page to the Facebook. I'm considering, I got to put some images on, but. Uh, well. That's the
1: Facebook fan the
0: page the Facebook fan page it's a like page and I'm not going to do a group although it does have the option where I can connect a group but I'm considering putting up like an Instagram page and I think there'll be a message button so you can message me on the fan page if you've been good and I have you know you've been liking my fan page so please like and subscribe and follow my podcast if you haven't done so already, thank you all very much for having a great time. And if you want to be interviewed for the podcast, I've already got one guy that I want to do. You, for the podcast. You, you, um, mm-hmm.
1: you already said like the fan page.
0: That's what I said. Yeah, I did.
1: So for that, with that being said,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the long URL is facebook.com slash
0: Throne Room Podcast. Yeah, so go there and you can send me a like. You can also send me a message. I promise I will put some pictures up if you ask me to put pictures up. Facebook is demanding that I add a freaking profile picture. I may actually put me and Trenton's wedding picture up. No trouble. Because we look the best in those pictures. Baby. It's whatever, kitty. I love you.
1: Oi. Chocolate.
0: And I love chocolate.
1: Yeah, I love you too, flowerball.
0: Oh shut up. Facebook.com uh,
1: slash throne room podcast is the
0: URL the fan, there. The URL for the fan page.
1: Uh, also
0: uh, there uh, will be a there will be some Patreon yeah. details that I'm gonna discuss later. And
1: after she fixes that all up.
0: I gotta fix it all up. I just need to have some it's Safari dear. Whatever. Safari must go away. Fuck you. English? It's okay. I whispered it.
1: Do, do you guys know that this is not a family-friendly podcast?
0: Not super family-friendly, but it is... It's not like I put nudity or adult content on there, and that's all that... Why are you tickling me, kitty cat? Um,
1: for distraction.
0: You don't do that, honey.
1: This is the end of credits.
0: Yeah, Really? Thank you all very much for listening. And if you want to sub- if eventually you all are going to have to follow me on Patreon. Buy me a coffee, I believe is set up. I have to check all the payment details, but I'm probably going to end up having PayPal do my payout stuff and you all will have to use PayPal to pretty much distribute, you know, donate or I don't know how that works, but you Try. We're trying to basically set it up so that you can have an easy experience. Either or Stripe. I can't, I can't I'm understand Stripe. I'm having issues with Stripe.
1: Probably because it's not,
0: uh... It's not like layman friendly. It's all this business mumbo jumbo that I don't really understand. And it keeps saying, you're missing something. You're missing something. And I'm like, oh no, stop it.
1: No, no. Who wants to do deal with seven, eight triangles?
0: Mm.
1: I don't deal with stripes. Stripes are weird.
0: No, honey, stripe is a... What? Oh, God. Don't you
1: just love it when that thing comes <laughs> on?
0: <laughs> You'll see more of that in the next season. I hope that you all had fun with season three, although some of you probably won't. Hey. What?
1: Since I'm here, the more the merrier. Yeah, I know. I bring up the rear... I'm, we, the,
0: I'm gonna bring I'm up the, some. I'm
1: the strange person that likes to just show up.
0: Oh yeah, he does. That's why I'm gonna put our wedding picture up there. I love our wedding picture. I've also got it on my watch. I've got it on my, and it features both of us and what we play.
1: At gonna be cropped.
0: No, I don't want to crop it. Oh. Anyway, yeah. I love you, Kitty. Yeah,
1: look at you.
0: I love you all. Hey!
1: Again! com. Yeah. And, and and go follow her on Anchor for that matter. Don't just like the fan page. Mm-mm. Go follow on Anchor.
0: And follow me on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, whatever. Podbean. Podbeam! Podbeam! Uh, I can't name all the other things, but I'm at pretty much everywhere. You can't get away from me. Oh. <laughs> Weirdo, <laughs> and rips.